Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the BS Injury Report. Uh, Brady back here with Scott. Uh, we're both pr pretty happy, I think, with the, the outcomes in week one and two for the Packers season. Uh, as always, sponsored by Freedom Physical Therapy Services. And uh, yeah, Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, they're super duper. I mean, they, they're fun to watch. I agree. So uh, talking week three injuries right off the bat, um, the, bit, the big one is uh, Devontae Adams. It does not look like he's going to play. He didn't practice on Thursday. Uh, reports kind of media feeling like they're not getting the sense that Matt LaFleur is going to play him. Um, makes kind of makes a little sense being so early in the season. Hamstring injury. Uh, don't want that to get worse. Yeah, I agree. So I was surprised because I, I got kind of the, you know, with him standing on the sidelines, like they were just – they kept him out just because the game was well in hand and there's no sense in putting him at injury. So I thought I was, I was surprised that he hasn't been practicing, but maybe it was um, worse than obviously than what we know. So um, when we talked a little bit like groin hamstring injury, soft tissue injuries last week with Kenny Clark, which good news is Kenny Clark looks like he's going to play this week, which will be big help for the, the run D um, and the pass rush, obviously. But um you know, kind of, can you speak on again, like, especially for a wide receiver, it's all fast twitch there. So how is that, you know, problematic and why do they maybe feel like they've got to sit them out? Yeah. So one, it just depends on where in the hamstring it is. So if it's a higher hamstring pull up more near the, where the tendon uh, starts up in the origin, up by your ischial tuberosity, which is the bone in your butt, um, those tend to not have those those take a little bit longer often to heal than something that's a little bit lower down. But when somebody has a hamstring strain or pull, um, you know, often that what, what we'll see is that uh, they have tight hip flexors, um, which are the muscles in the front of your hip. And because those are tight, they inhibit your glutes, um, which are obviously in the back from firing. And so your hamstring, um, uh, well, that's where you get a strain in it. So with a, being a wide receiver and just like you said, just having the quick motions, that injury can just kind of be a little bit nagging. Um, again, if I was treating him, you know, I would probably, you know, probably do some dry needling because it's soft tissue in nature and there's probably some trigger points in there. Um, and then just some soft tissue work. Um, and you would do some gentle hamstring stretching, but, you know, making sure also that you're not ignoring the other side and stretching out the hip flexors and everything. Um, and then getting into some functional kind of strengthening for them. So like that kind of athletic stance, I would say, right? Is that being in that stance all the, like all the time, like super bad for you? In terms I don't of think like so. Shortening your hip flexors, no? No, oh, no, not at all. City, I mean, for like the general population, yeah. um, most people, a lot of patients I see have tight hip flexors. Uh, I think one of the causes of that is that we sit a lot in our society. We sit at our desk, we sit driving in the car, we sit watching TV. So then our hip flexors tend to get tight, and that does impact also, like, I think, low back pain um, and then any kind of lower extremity injury as well. The only the only reason I ask is, like, obviously I'm a big hockey guy. Yep. Um, and there a lot of trainers and, and things like that in the hockey world always talk about, like, in the off season, especially, um, a lot of the stuff that they do with players <clears throat> other than kind of trying to increase that athletic capacity and be more explosive is they always talk about combating, combating hockey, hockey position. So hockey position, knees bent, you're, yeah. you're pretty, 
forward leaning. Yeah. Um, and so they always talk about, you know, you've got to do a bunch of posterior chain stuff yeah. um, to, to combat that constant position that you're kind of almost hunched over. And, right. Um, and, they, and, and they would have hip flex, right? Because they are yeah. flexed that they're, you know, and they're, they're flexed over in that. So their hip flexors would have a tendency to get. So I was just, I was just wondering if you thought maybe that would be an issue for football. Now, granted, it's a different, very different position. Yeah. But um, anyway, well, Michael Thomas with a high ankle sprain. Um, sounds like he might be out for the next two to three weeks. I don't think they were very confident that he's going to be available for this week. Yeah, he hasn't practiced. And the interesting thing I saw on the Journal Sentinel was that uh, I think it's Dr. Anderson is like the go-to um, foot and ankle guy in the NFL. And he's up in Green he's Bay. up in Green Bay at Bellin. So he Michael Thompson had to come up to Green Bay <laughs> uh, to see the Packers doctor to clear him. Uh, potentially to play so you know no no conflict of interest <laughs> I think for sure it's going to take one more week for you to be ready <laughs> we wouldn't uh question anybody's uh medical no no morals at all but uh, it sounds like they're going to get Billy Turner back so you'll see a little bit more of um you know the offensive line that's supposed to you know that I think they initially planned on starting um I wasn't super impressed with him last year I, I, well, objectively, I mean, what do I know about? Yeah. You didn't hear his name yeah. called very often. So that's I guess true. that's probably a good thing for an offense alignment as you didn't really, he wasn't, you didn't get to see him getting beat. He wasn't getting holding calls or offsides uh, or false start calls. So, um, which is probably a good thing. Um, but then, yeah, Kenny Clark's looks like he might be back. So it's going to be a good game. Yeah. Other than that, not, not too many big names. I mean, one of them that I'm kind of interested, who I don't think is going to play this week, is uh, Josiah Degura, the, the the draft pick from this year. Um, from the University of Cincinnati. Yeah. The, the big reason why I'm kind of interested to see him, and it would have been nice to see him this week, is that uh, the Raiders were, were able to use all their tight ends and fullbacks to just completely uh, run all over and yeah. pass all over the Saints defense. and. Um, I wonder if we'll be able to take advantage of that. I don't know. I'm not. I haven't been very confident in our tight ends' uh, ability to be threats in the passing game, but we'll we'll see this week, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Um, Robert. Um, Robert Tanyan. Tanyan, or maybe Jay. I mean, Jake Steinbrecher or Stern. Stern Jay, Jay Sternberger. Sternberger. Thank you. Uh, he's open. He just needs to catch the ball. I think they're both athletic. Yeah. So it's just. It's yeah. It's, we'll the see. one the one drop he had, you know, was just so like you could tell he was looking upfield, just took his eyes off it, and so yeah. So hopefully they'll go to him and he'll make a few catches and get his confidence back, and um, we'll be we'll be good to go. All right. So what do, I mean? So the Packers surprise. I mean, I think surprisingly are. I mean, it's because we're going to New Orleans. Uh, they're. They're three-point underdogs, uh, Vegas odds. Um, I would take the Packers all day with the points, especially. Yeah, was, especially with there's no, no crowd there. I mean, that's they're so lucky. This uh, two weeks ago, you know, against Minnesota, and now against the the Saints to be playing both of those games with nobody in the house. Um, that's a huge. Is, I mean, I mean, Rodgers can use his cadence to draw off the home team, which yeah. he would never be able to do under normal circumstances. Yeah. I don't know. It's the other the other interesting thing that I'm kind of nervous about is that there's a bunch of stats. I think um, 
the Saints have some ridiculous line where coming off a loss, I don't think they've um, they're like four and zero in their last four against the spread, um, uh, coming off of losses over the past two years or something like that. So um, yeah, I I just worry about them. My my concern is that they run the ball on us with uh, Kamara. Kamara, that's otherwise if they can, if we can stifle that a little bit. Um, then I like our chances. I think this is a team that if we get up on other teams and they yeah. have to throw with our with the Smith brothers and with um, Gary um, yep. showing what he is, uh, I think we're the other teams are going to be in trouble. Um, but if we're down in fourth quarter and we need to stop somebody to get the ball back, that's where I'm a little. That's where I'm going to be a little. So one interesting thing that I saw and. I'm blanking on um, where I saw the tweet, so I apologize for that. But uh, it was like something about within if we, if we were within 20 and 80 percent win probability, the Packers defense is like top 10 in the NFL. But then once they, you know, were above 80 percent win probability, um, where it's like one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Also, the opponents at an eighty percent win or above. So we because we won both games. It was once we got above eighty percent chance that we would win the game statistically. Oh, got it. Our defense became yeah. worse, which a little bit make it makes well, a little sense with the prevent defenses right. and things like that that they're running and, um, but that w- the defense actually hasn't been as bad as uh, statistically it statistically looks because of how many yards we've given up when we're supposed to win the game. Yeah. I mean, I just – both games, though, like to me, like both teams have come out of the gate being able to run the ball on us fairly effectively. Yep. And then we – our defense to their – you know, they made a play where either, you know, you had the safety against um, Minnesota and then, I, I don't know, Detroit. I forget. Pick six. Yeah, pick six, where we've just kind of gotten up on them and now we forced them to throw. And now yep. our we have, you know, some very – talented rushers and they can get after them good core like our secondary has been playing really well yeah yeah i agree so yep um and so one one more topic in terms of uh like talk a little bit about drew Brees. is it seems like his arm is kind of given out on him a little bit doesn't look like he's throwing downfield now granted that might be um he doesn't really have another wide receiver behind Thomas, who's like a, that super deep threat. Right. Um, Rogers talked about, you know, his arm, arm has felt the best it's it's felt in years, and that's partially because he was working a lot on his lower body. Yeah. Um, this off season, like, just yeah. what what do you think goes on a quarterback as as they age? Is it is it the arms or the legs? Oh, I don't. That's a good question. I mean. I think part of it's just who they are and how they're they're built. Obviously, like I think Brett Favre, sure, yeah. could still get under center <laughs> probably and throw probably throw yards. it and throw it as far as any quarterback in the NFL, or yeah. at least or at least in the top five. He'll always have that. Um, you know, um, Breeze maybe because he maybe doesn't have as much arm strength. Maybe his legs are going on him a little bit. I mean, yeah. I'm just speculating, and so that's maybe where he's losing a little bit as he gets older. The fact that the, those guys like him and Brady are you know, in their forties, right, and yeah. still playing. I, I mean, my, a, a lot. A lot of that is. I mean, they are athletic. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of that is they're so smart too. Right, and so. and, and the rules have changed considerably as yeah. well. So, like, you know, Lynn Dickey, 
uh, you know, basically had his knees just totally <laughs> destroyed, <laughs> and now that's a penalty, right? You yep. go you go at the quarterback's knees, and that's a penalty. So that doesn't happen. You can't hit him in the head. You used to be able to just you know, you know, basically beat the hell out of him, and, yeah. and that was just part of the game. But I think the NFL. People like to see scoring, and it's a quarterback-driven league, so we really need to protect these guys. So that's where you've seen the rule changes to to protect them, and that's why maybe Brady and Breeze and um, oh, who's the Saint or the um, Colts? Uh, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, yeah. You know all those guys. Eli just retired. Rodgers is in his late 30s. I mean, that's that's why I think those guys can play as long as they are. And then, to your point, they are super smart, and they've seen it all, and so they just know where to get rid of the ball. Yeah. The nice thing, I just the offense has been fun to watch just because awesome. I think – can't argue with 80 points in no. two weeks. You know? and, and just it seems like they're Mike, – Mike McCarthy won in the Super Bowl, so right, so I think he's a great head football coach. And um, – it was like his offense just became somewhat stale, um, and we and we relied more on our individual talent, and that Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks ever to score points. And now, like you see him scheming, scheming guys open, kind of like the Patriots do, like running yep. these crossing routes where the the trailing guy is wide open. It's an easy throw. You know, it's to keep drives going. So, um, so I'm excited. And the other thing you haven't seen. Um, and my friend Chad Campbell uh, pointed this out to me, is that you don't see Rodgers, and you and I talked about it, you don't see him scrambling around, looking for somebody to throw it off and then throwing it out of bounds. And now you're second and 10, you're in a bad down and distance. Um, so, so you know, they've been fun. They're running the ball. I love it. Yeah, no, I, I, that's the one thing I couldn't stand about last year. It seemed like we were always in third and long. Yeah, and then it was like we have to get bailed out by yeah. some awesome play, and it's like, yeah, it'd be really nice to be three and third and four. Yeah, and right, be, exactly. Be able to run those you know shorter routes and higher percentage plays. Um, and you just, just, you just need the average. Early. Yeah, right. You just need the average four yards, right? And then it's twelve yards, and it's a first down, and you just you wear the defense out, and uh, so they've been again running the ball as effectively as they are. And again, I I mean Jones has been awesome. Yeah, Williams has been great, and just uh, obviously Dylan didn't get in as many carries, but that he had that that one run where he spun out of the tackle. Yep, I, he's a big dude. I th- I think <laughs> so. To I, do that, I was like, I I'm interested to see what happens this off season in terms of them resigning Jones and Bakhtiari. It sounds like Bakhtiari's uh, contract negotiations maybe not going as smooth as as you might like for like one of the best left tackles yeah. in the league. Um, I, I'm sure they're a little bit worried about his age and, and how that's going to go. Yeah. I, boy, I think you got to sign, I think you got to sign your left tackle before uh, you do your running yeah. back. I mean, he's a surefire thing. Um, well, with the way Williams played, I honestly think that Dylan is Williams insurance. He's not Jones insurance. I think because Jones is so good in the passing game, they can justify giving him a tiny bit of a bigger contract. Um, I still don't think Gutekunst is going to. Break the bank. Break the bank. Like they did think. with like um, Elliot or who else, Camara. I mean, I, all those guys really signed huge deals. And I don't know if he's there. But, boy, he's been running good. I mean, I, he's – I mean, yeah. so here's my only issue with, with the whole running back. And anybody can get injured. Like, we do yeah. this injury report, right, because it's part of the game. And, obviously, we can talk about it, whatever. Um, but you look at, like, Barkley, who yeah. is, like, this – 
top five running back in the stud. league, probably stud. But he tears his ACL. Right. He's out for the, the season, and it happens at that position more than anybody else because right. uh, just the nature and people are always diving at your legs and right. you're always making those hard cuts and you're playing on different surfaces every week. Yeah, no, that's, I agree. I just, that's where, I mean, rarely now do you see a running back drafted in the, I mean, Jones was drafted in the fifth round. Yep. And it's just like you. Well, it's because of that injury risk. And it's also because they, they hit age 30 and they drop off yeah. a cliff. When uh, it was a Sports Illustrated article, when I think um, uh, Emmett Smith set the all-time rushing rec- record, and it was just like one of those little inbox stories within the story, and that's when I think Priest Holmes was uh, playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. So this is a while ago, but they looked at just like a four-yard off-tackle run mm-hmm. that he had, but they broke it down, and he got hit by like five guys. Yeah. Just on just the average off tackle, picked up four yards. He got they they like broke it down by like here's who hit him, and then he bounced off of this guy, and then he got hit by this guy, and then this guy, and yep. so, you know that that's just one play, and the guy carries the ball, you know, two hundred times a game or two hundred times a season, excuse me, and so they do they just get beat up. Yeah, and so that that's I'm I'm a little hesitant. That's why I said I'm interested. I'm interested to see how much the Packers value him. And like I said, I think his value goes up because he's so good in the passing game. Yeah. Um, but if if those guys get signed, you know, it's like all of a sudden you have a second running back who's playing pretty good. Williams has been playing really yeah. good. You think another team probably comes in, offers him yeah. a decent-sized contract. It's like the, I don't think the Packers are going to match that, especially with Not, well, Dylan on a cheap deal. And that's probably why you drafted Dylan, right? That's it's what just I think. That, yeah. It's just an insurance policy. And so – Again, his numbers compared to Derrick Henry's numbers as far as their combine, which I know that isn't playing football, but their numbers are almost identical. So he, he looks pretty good. I mean, <laughs> again, that spin that he yeah. hit, that spin move out of the tackle. Yeah. I was like, damn, that that that's a big dude doing that who looks yep. fairly light on his feet. Yep. And so, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for this game. It's gonna be fun. Two good teams. Yeah. Yeah. It's it'll be good. Good litmus test in terms of are the Packers for real or not, or did they just beat up on two bad, uh, two bad teams? Yeah. Um, that's another thing. Like uh, the, the bears are going to play Atlanta this weekend. Um, I don't think Atlanta's great. And I think Atlanta's defense is just yeah, they, awful. Yeah. And their special teams coach needs to, <laughs> <laughs> needs to find a new job. But uh yeah, it, it should be good. So uh, one thing we did forget is uh, hot takes. Oh, hot takes. So your turn for the hot take this week. My hot take uh, for the week, although this, uh, it's, I thought of this last week um, or this week, but and I, when I thought he was going to play. Um, but my hot take is that um, Devontae Adams is going to set – the Green Bay Packers uh, single season record for receptions. I'm not the only reason I question that is obviously he's not playing this week. I'm not right. sure if he makes it through the whole season. And if they lock up the division early, like he's not gonna play. They'll you know, I don't know. But Brady, don't, it's a hot take. It's a hot take. Um, I get you. I get you. I mean <laughs> I see this is how I get my raises at freedom if I'm <laughs> if I'm right on the hot takes. So Sterling Sharp has a record, um, 1993, 112 receptions. So he's, already, he's, he's got 15, right? Because he had, no, 17. He had 14 yep. and then three. Yep. So 
one eighth of the way through the season. We'll see. I mean, when he's on the field, it's like, why not get the ball to that guy? Yeah. Um, and they scheme him open too because he's so good at yeah, the catch. Yeah, exactly. So, so we'll see. But that, I mean, so that's that hot take is, um, you know, with a Astrex that he plays at least 15 games. So I'm quantifying, I'm, I'm putting a qualifier on it. All right. All right. That makes sense. Okay. If, if I had a wide receiver hot take, it might be MVS is considered top 20 wide receiver in the NFL <laughs> in the season. I thought you were going to say top, t- top five drops. Um, no, I no. He's if he can catch the ball, the guy is big, fast receiver. Yeah. But boy, it just—I mean, I think like he's hopefully the, uh, past performance does not indicate future results, just like the stock market. Although that's just <laughs> how it goes. <laughs> no, that's, that's why it's hot takes. If if I'm not sure how confident I am in that hot take, but um, like I think of him like. Like, can he be DK Metcalf? Yeah. No. So, yeah. If he can. I mean, so it. I was listening. I don't know what it was talk radio and they were they were talking about it. And they said, like, he makes the contested catches. It's just like a matter of concentration for the guy, because like some of those catches he makes when he when it's a contended catch, he goes up and gets it. But yeah. like when he's nobody's within 10 yards of him, it's he, I, yeah, he and, can't catch. And you worry about guys like that because you wonder about like they always talk about mental toughness. And it's like, yeah. And then he gets up and I, what I think was the Minnesota, maybe it was the Minnesota game where he got up and started talking smack (laughs) to the guy. I'm like, dude, just make the routine catch. Yes. And then get, when you make a good one, just go back up and go to the huddle. But I'm, I'm old. Now that I say that he's going to probably drop like a game winning (laughs) touchdown this (laughs) weekend (laughs) in the end zone wide open. (laughs) As time expires. Yeah. Uh, good uh, yeah. stuff. No. All right. All right. Well, uh, go pack go this weekend. Yeah. Uh, and as always, sponsored by Freedom Physical Therapy Services. And we're always looking for other sponsors. Yes. Everybody. We, we are. <laughs> <laughs> we, it turns out we don't get paid for that first one. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Well, well we kind of do. We, we get, get paid. <laughs> yeah. Show doesn't get paid. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, everybody, have a good weekend. Go pack go. Have a good one, Scott. Yeah. Go pack. This podcast is brought to you by Freedom Physical Therapy Services, an independent provider of comprehensive physical and occupational services. No matter how challenging your issues, if other treatments have failed, we are determined to help you heal starting with the very first visit. Four convenient locations in the Milwaukee area. More information at freedompt.com.